This conference will now be recorded. Hi everybody, welcome to Ann Orley's Weekly Weather for January 14th to January 21st of 2024. An exciting week ahead of us, very busy, pretty dramatic frankly, and full of lots of interesting energy. So we're going to talk about the week ahead and then we will look at the uh, couple of um, a couple of the events that are forecasted and then we will talk about how to work with this energy because it's pretty wild and pretty intense so when we when we see when i see weeks like this i'm always like okay pace yourself people it's gonna be fun um we have mars out of bounds in capricorn so the first couple days of the week we have the moon in aries tuesday wednesday which is answering to the mars out of bounds in capricorn we have a Sun-Pluto conjunction at the last, last, last degree of Capricorn. We have the Sun entering Aquarius. We have Pluto entering Aquarius. And we have Mercury leaving his shadow, uh, where he has been for, you know, he's been in his retrograde shadow since December. So there's a lot of energy and change, shift, adjustment. We also have a bunch of Venus aspects. We have some Mars aspects. Um, and certainly, you know, Pluto going back into Capricorn past two. We still have going to have a little period of time where he leaves Capricorn into Aquarius. He's going to go back into Capricorn in September, October, November. But this is our really getting to know Pluto. You know, we had that when he went in last March, April, May. Uh, it was kind of all the AI stuff and the computers are going to kill us and da 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 da. Now he's going back in it and we're going to really look at it from the position of how we're going to work as a collective or a community and we're going to look at it from the perspective of you know what this next 20 years is going to be when he goes through. Now I've been you know I listened to YouTube kind of bop around and Liz Cheney was on uh, a talk show at, you know talking about her new book and she was talking about when she worked with her dad when he was a college student at uh, Laramie, Wyoming University, the, the university in Laramie, Wyoming. And Kennedy came and spoke, and that was in the 1960s, of course. And he said, to act with the courage of your convictions, to hold views that are well-informed, and that the ancient Greek definition of happiness is to use one's power along the highest and most important lines you can, and that service to the country slash world is noble and to act with determination and dedication in service to your country world. Now I'm going to make it be community, right? Because we, we work in our own communities. And there's a number of movies that have been coming out recently about people that really acted with the courage of their convictions and made enormous differences. But I thought it was a really appropriate quote uh, to kind of, you know, and apparently the speech is on the internet. You can go hear it. The God bless the internet has all these things. And the energy is really uh, kind of like our vision, right? Because we're back to 1964. We're back to the, the civil rights movement. We're back looking at that energy again and understanding the impact of it and then also understanding what we want to do with it. Now, here we are these many years later. What is our vision? Right, so important to think about, to, to work on, and you know, part of my theme this year as we go towards the elections is to get people thinking about what is your conviction? Why are you here? 
You know, if it's in your chart, it's in your heart. You're supposed to want to do it. And you're supposed to do it, right? And go towards it. So uh, the other part is holding views that are well-informed. There was a YouTube thing I was watching, and they were talking. They said, what was the last movie you wrote? What was the last book you read? And all these people were like, I don't watch movies. I don't read books. And I'm like, well, then how are you informed, right? So be conscious of holding views that are well-informed. And then working and using your powers along the highest and most important lines you can. One of the things I loved as a Virgo about astrology was there were different options. You know, you have this chart. A lot of times we get used to doing things the way we do them. But there's all these other options that are in that planet, in that sign, in that house. And exploring those, trying those out. You know, if someone leaves your life, someone comes back in on that point, and, but they bring a different expression of the energy. So really delving into your chart and what it wants, what it's whispering to you, is what, it, what it's saying, hey, 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 remember to do this. Act with the courage of your convictions. Act with determination and dedication in service to your country, your world, your community. You're here on planet Earth for a reason. And your chart says what it is. And so our job, and I'm going to put these little motivational quotes at the beginning of my weekly weather for you to think about, like, well, what is it I'm convinced about? What is my courage? What is my conviction? And how do I take action on it? Uh, the new moons, we just had one in Capricorn. These are the dates for this week. Uh, we see we have a Sun-Neptune aspect, which is always, it's all the water, all the rain, all the snow. Uh, and we're, we can see at the end of the week we have the, the Pluto Sun meeting up at 29.59, like the last minute of Capricorn before the Sun goes into Aquarius and Pluto goes into Aquarius. So what that means is all the stuff you've been working on since 2008, you're not quite done with it. January of 08, you're working on it, you're clearing it out, you're figuring it out to get ready for Pluto and Aquarius next November. But this is this is a, this is, means it's a year of endings not endings a year of choices you're at that tremulous moment before it shifts into a new thing and so it's important to work with that new energy and really trust it and really see it for what it is um also when we have planets at last degrees um, I remember when I was a baby astrologer and my astrology teacher was saying, oh yeah, you know, you have a thing applying to Saturn uh, right at the last degree. doesn't quite make the change. And it's kind of stuck like glue. You know, you ju it just like glue on your shoe you or gum on your shoe. You can't get it off. So there is an energy with this Sun-Pluto this week of saying this is the glue you're going to be working on, what you're going to be trying to transform in this year ahead. Uh, Mercury retrograde, as you can see this week, Mercury leaves his shadow on January 21st when he gets to 8 Capricorn. And that's good. That's kind of like, okay, we've done, we've done our Mercury retrograde. He entered his shadow November 25th. So this this tr this transition and change. So in my case, uh, it's been my aunt and uncle. You know, my uncle passed. My aunt is not doing well. Um, so we'll you know we'll see what happens as Mercury leaves the shadow. Um, and you know they were married 50 years and together 52. She had a heart attack the day he got his 
I mean, you know, she, she lost 50% of her heart when he had a tracheostomy. So I'm like, same prayers for Ann Carroll. But also, uh, we're looking back at November 25th and what came in for you then. And now when we get to the leaving the shadow this week on the 21st, there's a clarity of seeing. Uh, we have Venus aspecting the nodes. That happened on Sunday. And when Venus aspects the nodes, she encourages us to step forward. She's in Sag, which is one of her favorite signs because she's fiery, she's frisky, she's fun. And remember, she is a morning star, so she's in her assertive mode, her living above the earth mode, uh, as opposed to being the ruler of the night. And she's trining that north node in Aries, inviting you, encouraging you, asking you to step forward. And remember that north node in Aries is ruled by our out-of-bounds Mars and Cap. Notice there is no air in the sky. Absolutely nothing. See that? Nothing. Words do not count. This is a week of action. Not to say you're not going to talk, but you got to take action and get it done. Next up, on Monday, Saturn was in hard aspect to the nodes of fate. Um, Saturn is sesquiquadrating and semi-squaring the nodes. What happens when that, when, when Saturn, when a planet's in a hard aspect to the fates, we know when it talks to the nodes that it's encouraging us to make choices. When it's Saturn, it's saying this is the accountability issue I need you to pay attention to, which is not something we really like. You know, Saturn and Pisces says the reason you are where you are now is based on the choices you've made up until now or, you know, your reaction to the events that have happened to you. As I aspect the nodes in a hard way, I'm going to ask you to make choices. And, of course, that was bright and early Monday morning. So think about the choices that you ran into and what they were and how they encouraged you or discouraged you, because sometimes we get a little discouraged too. But also understanding with Saturn aspecting the nodes, we are in a fated time, F-A-T-E-D, where we're being asked to look on that higher good. And we also, in this, we have the moon in uh, Pisces and Uranus in Taurus forming a finger of God to the node of fate, the south node of fate the releasing note of fate. And we also have Saturn on Spica, uh, parallel to Spica, and that is the planet that we released this fall. Remember I kept going Spica, Spica, Spica. Because <laughs> uh, the nodes, you know, the, the, the node like parked on Spica. And that was, that was the, the eclipses in October and November where it just felt like everybody was leaving. Whether it was Kevin McCarthy or you know, in my uterus, you know, my uncle, it, there was a great release that went on. And we were, leave, we were losing what we'd partnered with. And now this week with Saturn forming a stressful aspect, but also being parallel Spica, there's kind of an, amp, an amplification of that energy. We also have the Sun sextile Neptune, which is the rain, the rain, the rain, the water, the water, the water, the cold, the cold, the cold. And, you know, just knowing that that little juicy little sun in cap is talking to Neptune. Now, Neptune is going to be very featured this year 
from May, May, June, July, August, September at 29. So kind of watch what happens on Monday to see the feature of the summer when Neptune's kind of parked there because the Sun and Pluto are hanging out and, you know, Saturn, Pluto and Neptune have been in a sextile, you know, this whole, this century, last century. But with the Sun coming in, it brings consciousness to it. It's also a closing sextile, so it wants us to distribute information, share ideas. Again, no air in the sky. Not sharing ideas with words, but sharing ideas with actions. Next up, Mercury sextiles Saturn. That happens on uh, Thursday. And so Mercury in a sextile to Saturn, remember he's still in his retrograde shadow, and so as Mercury talks to Saturn, he's going to speak to us about what are our, um, what is our purpose in terms of why are we doing it. And again, a closing sextile. But also Mercury's in his retrograde shadow. So we're talking to our ghosts, we're figuring them out, we're working on them in a new way. Still no air in the sky. You know, no words. This is an action-oriented sextile. And because Mercury is in Saturn's sign, being in Capricorn, there's a, there's a like-mindedness that will happen where you're going to run into people that you have like-mindedness. Thursday should be a little calmer than Tuesday and Wednesday. We didn't get the moons yet, but the moons this week are pretty aggressive, especially the moon in Aries, because it's answering to an out-of-bounds Mars and Cap, and it's very obnoxious, for lack of a better word. Tuesday, Wednesday has a lot of irritating kind of energy, where you're just annoyed and irritated. And that's okay. That's part of the deal of it. But it also is working with that in a different way. And then when the moon goes into Taurus on Thursday, it's a lot easier, because the Taurus is a little bit more of a working energy. It's answering to Venus. It isn't so irritated by Mars pushing on it. And of course, Mars is, Mars is also on a fixed star called Thaces, F-A-C-I-E-S. He's parallel it and joined it. And Thaces gives a laser-like focus on aggressive things to get them accomplished. So there's a real assertive, aggressive energy to that Mars. And so the, you know, the Tuesday, Wednesday is pretty assertive, aggressive. Then Thursday, the moon goes into Taurus and goes, all right, so this is what we're going to do. So there's an opening energy. We also still are finishing up that minor grand trine. Mercury's moving into it, uh, sextile to Saturn, and it's going to then be trine to Jupiter. So this is also a minor talent. It's also called a minor talent. Um, and it, because Earth and water work well in a creation energy, and Jupiter and Saturn are working well, they're kind of saying, let's get that, you know that idea you had towards the end of COVID in December of 2020? Let's get that up and going. Uh, and so that energy is kind of pushing you along, plus all the people, all the ghosts you've been talking to, all the things you've been thinking out while Mer been thinking about while Mercury has been in Capricorn and earlier in Sag. So it's got a fire energy. Remember last year, all the Mercury retrogrades were in Earth. This year, the Mercury retrogrades are in fire. So they want to inspire you. Again, no air in the sky. Words fail you. And words, um, because you don't have words, it does tend to be a little more aggressive 
in acting out or acting towards, you know, harness that face, he's Mars out of bounds in Capricorn to go for what you're trying to accomplish. There's a lot of juicy energy to get things up and running. Next, Mercury trines Jupiter, again part of that minor grand trine, and with, with Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury. Mars was in it last week, remember? And so again, uh, Mars said, hey, how about we do this, guys? And the Mercury's coming along to make the plans. So listen to Mercury, hang out with him, talk to him, let's dig up some old emails and well, you know, I remember when I was going to do that. It's got a lot of energy around moving it forward and getting it out into the world. So that's always very helpful. We also have at the end of the week on Friday, we have Venus square Neptune. Now remember back when we had Mercury square Neptune three times over the last month, we kept finding out stuff. With Venus square Neptune, we really have a different energy because Venus is a morning star. She's very fierce. She and Neptune are both benefics. They like each other. And so this is kind of a, you know, if you find yourself going, okay, I'm going to go buy things. Like, you know, I have a wonderful friend in a woman named Amanda in New York. And last year, for my birthday, I think it was, she, I don't remember what it was, but it was in the fall. She mailed me these beautiful caftans from a place in Bali. And they were just gorgeous. They were this soft, silky fabric, you know, just beautiful. And then after I had my surgery, she mailed me a couple more. Well, I went on the internet <laughs> and just bought three last week with the Mercury Neptune Square. And then this week I bought like two more. I think I bought three more, actually, because I'm like, I love these things, and I wear them, and they're like walking in a cloud, and so that's the Venus Neptune, like thinking about, like, ooh, you know, like, what's my vision of delicious? What's my vision of, like, if I live like this, I'm just going to feel so happy, and so Amanda always has, she has exquisite taste, but also... Uh, you know, when she she sent me these caftans, I was like, oh my God, these are beautiful. You know, and I'm a, you know, I was a uniform girl. I went to Catholic school. You know, <laughs> you ironed your sleeves and you put your jumper on over it. So I've not really ever been like a clothes person, but I'm into these caftans. <laughs> and so with the Venus square Neptune, I imagine they're going to arrive this Friday. And off we go. So look for where you're looking for beauty. Look for where beauty gets delivered. Venus Square Neptune is like buy a lottery ticket, go out for dinner, go have a date, you know, because you're in this mood for beauty. And of course, the moon is in ex exaltation in Taurus, hanging out with Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus. And the moon rules them as she has the square to Neptune. So Friday is delicious. And make sure to do something on Friday. Where at the beginning of the week, Tuesday, and you may just be like, Anne, Tuesday and Wednesday were so draining. All I want to do is stay home on Friday. I, I just want to sit down, put my feet up, and watch Netflix. Totally works. If that's the case, popcorn with Parmesan cheese and butter. It, you want to do something delicious for yourself. But it also has an energy of freeing up Venus to really, um, you know, state what she wants. And in a, in a week, we're going to have Uranus going direct. Jupiter just went direct at the beginning of the month. 
So Venus is really, you know, she's kind of like, you know, I've been waiting a long time to ask for this. Can we have it? Can we do it? And you want to say yes and do it. And, you know, Amanda made, I mean, these gowns are really, and they're very inexpensive. It's like very cool. All right, then, oh my goodness, Saturday is a rocking and rolling day. So really enjoy Friday. Because <laughs> Saturday, we have the sun meeting up with Pluto. And it's meeting up at 29 degrees, 20, 59 minutes. One minute before it goes into Aquarius. So when I saw that, I was just like, oh my God. Um, and part of it was, you know, what I said about my astrology teacher saying, yeah, that means it's going to be like a little piece of gum just kind of stuck to your shoe for the whole solar return. Well, this isn't the whole solar return. This is just until Pluto goes back into Capricorn in, in September. However, it's like sitting there, just sitting there, waiting and waiting and waiting. Now, the good news is the moon's in Taurus, so that part can be fun because it's got this tremulous energy of just about to go over the edge, just about to get to that next place. Mars is out of bounds in a great sign. It loves to be in Capricorn. Mercury's out of bounds. It's committing to things. Mercury's in that aspect to the, the minor grand trine, so it can be incredibly productive. But it also can be you're on your last wire. You're just wired to let go. And, and either way, and it can be a mix. You know how that astrology works. You're totally ready for this new thing. And the universe goes, not nah, just yet. And, and at the same time, you're tremulous and ready to, to, to like leave this other thing. And the universe goes, mm, not yet. We still have stuff to do. So, what can I say except really pay attention to what happens on Saturday? Because we have first the Sun-Pluto conjunction, the last minute of Capricorn. Then, right after that, the Sun goes into Aquarius. And that happens uh, 9 in the morning, Saturday morning. And we have an aha moment. And remember, when it goes out of Capricorn, it's on that mountain and it's taken off and flying into the valley. And I remember, um, I'm trying to remember when it was, it was when Pluto was in Aquarius and there was this guy, you know, you get into the TikTok videos or whatever, you know, the stuff that shows up on your phone and you just kind of watch it randomly. And this guy was into jumping off cliffs and he had a, um, the dogs that run around and uh, herd things, you know, and catch frisbees. Um, blanking on their name, the their, the ki the collies, where they're just they're very fast, they're very quick, and they love to herd animals, and they love to run and kick. And he had this great dog that he did all this stuff with, and he figured out the dog would probably want to jump off the cliff with him, so he made a harness for the dog, and he goes to mountains, someplace out west in California, some and he jumps off mountains with this dog, <laughs> harnessed to him and then they fly down to earth and the dog loves jumping out of the mountain off the mountain and the dog really does border collie that's that was the word i was looking for border collie the dog is like so happy to jump off the jump off the mountain and i'm thinking 
Earth, Pluto, and Capricorn, air, jumping into the mountain with your dog, right? It was definitely an Aquarian-Pluto thing. But that's what's going to happen on Saturday. We're going to have this Earth thing, and then we're going to jump off the mountain with the sun going from Earth into air, because Capricorn's mountains, air is Aquarius. And then, a little later in the day, Pluto goes into Aquarius on Saturday, and the reality shifts, and we change our focus, and we go, okay, we're going to take off. And now, because we have two planets in air, where we had none before, as well as the moon in Gemini, we now suddenly have communication. We now suddenly have a way to articulate and say what we want. So Saturday is going to have a really big shift. You're going to feel like you jumped off the cliff, maybe with your dog in a harness. But there's some kind of energy of change and shifting. There's a, there is a um, mystic rectangle in the sky. Now, I use, I use nodes for my mystic rectangles. Somebody wrote and said, I didn't see a mystic rectangle. I use nodes because I studied Vedic astrology for seven years and some, you know, formally for seven years. And they use nodes like planets, so I use nodes as important points. But you're going to be jumping off a cliff on Saturday into the new reality that isn't finalized until November, but it's going to give you a taste of it. And, of course, now we have air because the Sun and Pluto are in air and they're ready to communicate with us. All right. Very exciting week. Let's look at the aspects of where the planets go. Um, so, as I mentioned, the Sun is in Capricorn, goes from 24 Cap to 0 Aquarius. The big aspects are the sextile to Neptune and the jumping off the cliff with the dog strapped to your harness, whatever your version of that is. And then what Mercury goes from 1 Capricorn to 8, so he's going about a degree a day, and he's got that trine to the, he's got that working aspect to the minor grand trine where Mars went through it before. Mercury's now coming through and saying, okay, Mars talked to you about this, right? And everybody goes, yeah, okay, so now let's get our ideas organized. So it's very much also distributing ideas, getting people to sign up for things, talking about getting out in the world. Venus runs from 19 Sag to 25 Sag. She has a flowing aspect to the nodes of fate. She also has hard aspects to Jupiter. And she normally likes them. She also has a breakup aspect where she squares Juno on the 16th. So she's kind of in the mood to have a fight on the 16th and maybe move on the 17th. There's like breakup energy. Again, we've got this jumping off the cliff stuff coming where people are really feeling like I have to take action even though we're not 100% sure that you're going to be able to ex execute it. You're going to feel that you need to do it. And remember, cardinal people do it first before all the plans are in place. And these planets are in cardinal signs. Uh, and then we end the week with Venus squaring Neptune. Mars is quiet this week. He is revising his strategy, which is fine. He is out of bounds. He's intense. And Saturn has that really funky aspect to the nodes of fate of the reason you're where you are now is because what you did in the past, don't like it, change your behavior, and you get to go to a new place. And Pluto, of course, entering Aquarius for pass two. Uh, there'll be a third pass in um, November. He gets as high as two this spring in, into Gemini land when he retrogrades to go backwards. 
Um, and so that's kind of the energy. We also have Juno squaring Ceres, which is sometimes fighting with your mother or fighting with how you're nurtured, how you're being nurtured. You know, where someone's trying to nurture you in a way that you don't want, and you're kind of like, stop doing that. Um, and, you know, stop doing it. <laughs> no air. They're going to bite you. All right. Uh, next up, so this week, the moon is in Pisces on Sunday. It was in Pisces, went void at 11, goes void tonight at 11.33 p.m., and then enters Aries at 11.49. Of course, this was Martin Luther King Day. It also is a day of service, and if you haven't seen it, there's a great movie on Netflix called Rustin, R-U-S-T-I-N, that I encourage you to watch. Uh, so the moon goes into Aries 11.49. It's in Aries on Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, it goes void at 3.03 on the 18th with a square to Pluto. And then it goes into Taurus at 3.12, like eight-minute void moon, not long. So the 18th, the moon is in Taurus. The 19th, the moon is in Taurus. The 20th, the moon goes void at 8.57. And then it goes into Gemini at 8.58. And the moon goes void... In Taurus, it goes void with a, uh, where is it going void, 857, it goes void with a trine to the sun. Um, is that right? Yeah. Trine to Pluto, trine to the sun. Then, uh, and then it enters Gemini bright and early in the morning, 848. And then it's in Gemini all day Saturday, Sunday. Monday it goes void at 3.40 p.m. with an opposition to Venus. So the Pisces moon today, Martin Luther King Day, was good. The Aries moon, the next couple days, a little cantankerous. The difficult days this week are Thursday. A uh, lot of stressful aspects then, but they get things done. And Saturday, because of the changing of the planets... So those are the ones. And then the, the 21st is you're kind of tired. You know, you're just maybe a cold or maybe you just don't feel good. Now, remember when outer planets change like this, a lot of times we do get colds or fevers. We get sick because the energy is shifting. And there is a big COVID epidemic out there again. So be careful. I had like five people this week have COVID or, you know, their family members had it and they were they were living in the other room. Um Okay, uh, we also have for sale, now let us welcome the new year full of things that have never been on my website available for you to buy is your intentions for 2024 with all the aspects. I go through them all and kind of give you the lay of the land for the year ahead so you can plot and plan how things are going, figure out when you should do your vacation, figure out when you want to hide under the bed, and figure out when you're going to be busy. Next up, I'm doing a three-day relationship intensive with uh, Rachel Lang and Margaret Gray. That's going to be uh, President's Weekend, the 16th to the 18th of um, February. And information is at relationshipsandastrology.com, all, all words spelled out, slash intensive dash one. And it's the launch program for a longer weekly course that will happen in the spring and in the fall, if you're interested. And remember, if you read for clients, and a lot of you are, you know, people are asking you questions and wanting to know about this or that, our lives are built on relationships. That's every transit 
brings in a person like when I describe oh you're gonna meet a person that looks like this what am I doing I'm looking at the transit because we learn through our relationships so this relationship intensive will help you really start to focus on how to spot relationships what they look like how they feel and then we will spend the, the courses kind of helping you learn about looking at a chart and understanding the nature of the relationship the nature of the natal potential and what kind of relationship it wants because you know your natal chart says what you think you're po you're able to get if it's in your heart it's in your chart right and the energy of you know how to work with and of course if you're talking to people about their charts and their relationships because that's what they come to you for what's going on with my bop bop this this course will be very helpful then i have cup full of stars you get a daily six to ten minute audio and a list of timed aspects sent. Sign up for Patreon, and I often do a song. Next up, we're going to look astrology and events. Last couple weeks, I've been a little kind of catching up on my energy. But we're going to go look at Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. And then we're going to look at my new cat, Roxy, and Nancy Pelosi. Remo is still here. Somebody wrote, was Remo gone? No, Remo's still here. He's the king. But I have a new princess in town. So there's our Mike Johnson, and of course we don't have a time chart for him, but we do have that he is a metal pig, metal ox, metal monkey, so he's very smart, very strategic, and stubborn. Uh, fire and snake are how he dissolves, you know, those, those folks are going to take him out. And when he got voted in, we have a time for it when they open the door. It was October 25th, 2023, at 1.47 p.m. in Washington. I remember looking at this chart and going, huh, he's got Spica on the south node. They kicked out old Kevin, and um, we're going to watch Uranus there for fatality. Uranus is going to take him out. Sometimes fatality is you don't get killed. You just get taken out. And also, he has Saturn opposite the start sign of imprisonment for when he was elected. Selected on a Mercury day, Mercury hour. It was unanimous. They all cheered. They didn't want to give a press conference. But I looked at this ascendant with Pluto on it there and I went 23 minus 27, almost 28. That's for October, November, December, January maybe February. So here we are at the end of January. He just made a deal to keep the government open. He was imprisoned, Capricorn rising, Saturn opposite the part of imprisonment. He was imprisoned by the deal that Kevin McCarthy had struck prior to him. And he made a deal with the gang. And he went back and, you know, Matt Gates took out Kevin McCarthy. Well, now Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, I'm going to take him out. I'm going to defenestrate him. <laughs> this is what Marjorie Taylor Greene likes to do. So I'm thinking Speaker, Speaker Johnson, you know, walks off the guillotine and meets the fatality with Uranus there. So when he got elected, of course, Uranus was retrograde at 2149. And now if we look at the transits for where Uranus is, of course, with his noon chart, because we don't have a time for him, we can see little old retrograde Uranus is sitting right there on his angles. 
and the ascendant is 20 is 19 Taurus. Now I I use solar charts a lot when we do, which means I put the planets on the midheaven, do it for noon, because it's how we appear in the world to other people, and we can see here. His natal, we can also see his progressions, right? So two years ago, he turned into an Aries. He was an Aquarius, so that was when he was jerking around with it. Um, uh, he did. He was the one that wrote and got a lot of senators to sign on, uh, Congress people to sign on to the law case as an amicus brief. Um, but he also had, when he got now, He's got that progressed moon on his progressed ascendant, his solar ascendant. They really work. These solar charts really work. And I encourage you, if you don't have a birth time, feel free to dig in and use them. He also has Uranus here at 19 stationing, Quincunx, Juno, his partnership, and his Uranus in the sixth house. So that is an adjusting aspect. And that shape is Scorpio. He also has progressed Venus when he got elected, sitting right there. But you can see the third wheel out is when he got elected to Speaker of the House. And he had, at that point, he had Neptune on the Midheaven. So we're in, we're in, we're in Neptune land. We love you, Mike. And now we see Neptune is back on that point. Now we don't love you anymore. Notice he was elected on a moon... Pluto, and now they're making noise about getting rid of him. We also have Pluto up here on his Mercury, and of course Mercury is important because it rules his progressed Saturn. So he thought he could do it, and I'm, I'm thinking he gets the boot uh, probably in the next couple days because of the Aries moon. If he makes it through the Taurus moon, which is possible because that's you know, in the in the twelfth house, um, then we're looking at next week. But I'm thinking with Pluto changing signs, he may get get the boot because we can see Saturn up here at last degree Pisces, so that's going to get the quincunx when Pluto goes into Aquarius, or not the quincunx, the semi sextile when Pluto goes into Aquarius. So I'm thinking Mike is Mike's out. Um, so we'll see. I always like, you know, I was like when, when Marjorie Taylor Greene started going on about it, that girl introduces resolutions all the time. So I am sure she's going to ask for a vote of no confidence for him, probably on the Aries moon. Because he dared, he dared to work in a collegial fashion and uphold the deal that his predecessor made to keep the governor, government open. Uh, and of course, people are starting to freak out a little because, you know, they're this one, it does look like a government shutdown. I know we're really off doing elections in Iowa, but the government shutdowns are right around the corner. There also is an option to kick it into March, which is when the eclipses are, which is when he got elected. He got elected during the eclipse season. The eclipse was on the 28th of, um, the 28th of October. So it is possible he makes it to March because... You know, it's possible, but um, I'm thinking he's gone this next next couple weeks. Next up, I was talking to my friend Carol, and I was saying, you know, we have this new kitten, Roxy, who is very cute, and she came into the world last year on the eclipses, and my cousin hand raised her because her sisters were her siblings were all di all died, and they couldn't catch the mom, and so she's like a hand raised little kitten. But when I headed back to New York. She wasn't old enough to go. 
So she's come and is living with us. And she is an Aries. She's a Sun Jupiter. And she has a moon in Scorpio. So I was talking about her because she's pretty feisty. And, you know, Remo is 14 and a half. And he's being tolerant of his mother bringing yet another cat into the house. <laughs> uh, after the failure of the kittens the last time. But my friend said, you know, that's what Nancy Pelosi's chart is. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I pulled up Nancy Pelosi. And if you remember last spring, she was getting honored, honored, honored. They did the portrait. They did the parties. They did the, her stepping down as speaker and all that stuff. Well, look at this cat's chart. It is Nancy Pelosi. I am living with Nancy Pelosi. And I named her Roxy, which is um, a Persian star. It's the name of a Persian star. It's very bright and very fierce. Of course, fierce is probably not a thing I should encourage with her. But she's a sun. Nancy's a sun. We have a time chart for Nancy. Sun Jupiter. Roxy has a sun Jupiter. They both have Scorpio moons. Now, I don't know what Roxy's time is. I, I haven't had it long enough to figure that out. But they both have Scorpio moons. And look, Nancy has a sun, has a Venus, Uranus, and Taurus. And Roxy has a Venus, Uranus, and Taurus. I mean, they're like astral twins. 84 years apart, which I just thought was the coolest thing. So I'm living with Nancy Pelosi now. <laughs> and uh, hey, you know, what do you, what do you want? When the universe sends you Nancy Pelosi to live with you, I'm going to watch her and be paying attention to her strategic ability to get what she wants. And she's very smart and she really gets what she wants. So I've, I've become very impressed with Nancy Pelosi's chart. So that is it for the weekly weather. Wishing you a good weather ahead and an interesting week. Tuesday and Wednesday, a little rocky. And, of course, when planets change signs like Pluto does this week, we can often have earthquakes, volcanoes, you know, you know the drill. The Lord of the Underworld shifting signs amplified by the sun. So that's also something we can have over the weekend. Um, and it is in Earth, air, right? And the moon is in earth so it definitely looks like an earth energy and i will see you all next week have a great week bye